What's your guilty pleasure? Me? I don't have one. You're listening to Guiltless Pleasures, an unapologetic pop podcast with Bobby Asin. What is up, you guys? And welcome back to another week of Guiltless Pleasures with Bobby Asin. And yes, it is I, Bobby Asin, back. I feel like it has been a while, but... If you've listened to the prior episodes, I've been on vacation and starting my new job, so I am glad to be back to go over guiltless pleasures, you know, weekly again. So it's October, and I want to go into all things Halloween. I used to go around school with my best friend Leanne, on October 1st, we used to go in the hallways and just jump people and go, boo, happy October 1st. Just because we were weird like that in high school, but it was always something super fun and people definitely remember that each year that October 1st was coming and they knew that we'd be coming down those hallways or hiding in different areas to scare them. So with that, I'm going to actually start with my current guiltless pleasure of the week. If you're new to this podcast, my guiltless pleasures are things that I say don't need to be guilty pleasures that I enjoy. Some people say guilty pleasures are watching certain reality shows that, you know, kills brain cells, etc, etc, where I embrace those things. So I am going to talk about my current guiltless pleasure, which is Real Housewives of Miami. I am very behind in watching that. I believe it started all the way back in when I was in high school. I think it just ended when I was like in 10th or 11th grade, which is, you know, 2012, I think it ended. But I had just started because I knew that the show was going to be coming out soon. They've been filming, you know, the rebranding of it. It's going to be a different cast featuring two OGs that made it through. And I actually really loved this franchise or, you know, sector section of The Housewives. I am surprised it got canceled because they delivered so much. And I mean, I started on season two and season three because I was told to skip season one because the cast isn't always the same and that it was supposed to be a show that was different that just got called Real Housewives of Miami and that season two and season three are what really bring you know the Real Housewives vibes to the show so I really did enjoy watching the show I definitely had my favorite housewives my favorite housewives are definitely going to be, or I should say are, Lisa a thousand percent. Lisa was always super real to me and I'm glad that she is going to be in the new version of the show. And I'm glad that Alexia, and I believe Adriana is coming back. I know Alexia is for sure. You know, I try not to read that many spoilers because I want to be surprised when I do watch the show. I will say that Adriana is such a wild card and just watching her, you know, get in a physical fight like in the first season for absolutely no reason with Joanna was kind of crazy and I've been doing really good. I didn't creep on anyone's social medias besides Joanna's because I knew she wasn't going to be back and originally when I watched the show, she was one of my favorites. Something I thought was shocking was watching season three, seeing Frankie Grande's cameo He appears twice in the season. He is at Leah Black's ballroom unveiling party, which is the finale. But later you see in the reunion that Frankie Grande makes fun of Elsa, who is 
Marisol's mom having a stroke and, you know, pulling his eyes back to make them more thin looking and his cheeks and his lips back to look like he had bad plastic surgery, which was in very poor taste. Also making a joke about someone who had a seizure is in very poor taste. But then again, we are talking about Frankie Grande. So is there a surprise in any of that? Not really, but I was surprised to see that he was in that show because it's just so random and he is still irrelevant now and still not famous, but back then... He was not even considered a celebrity, so they don't even say on there, like, you know, Frankie Grande. Like, there's no title under his appearance, meaning that he's not relevant enough to have had one. So, yeah, the show aired from February 22nd, 2011 till 2013. So only a three-season run, two seasons really only being actually called Real Housewives of Miami, the first season had a title change and a story change. But we do know that in the new series, Larsa Pippen is joining. And she used to be best friends with the Kardashians. And it is alleged that there was an article, you know, a couple of years back saying that the Kardashians leak stories to their friends to see if anyone brings them to the press. And apparently she is one of those people who was constantly giving stories to the press and got caught and this little scheme the Kardashians made, and she was exiled by the family. But she is going to be on this new season of Real Housewives of Miami. If you haven't watched it, I was able to watch it on Spectrum, which used to be Bright House, for free, and had no ads. And I think otherwise you have to pay for it. It's not on Hulu, but it's really fun to watch. I feel like the seasons are only like 10 episodes, and they're really short. So... Definitely check it out. I think it's better than some of the early seasons of some of the other ones. It's definitely better than the current season of Real Housewives of New York. But yes, that is my current guiltless pleasure. Before I go into the pop culture recap, I wanted to go into this week's main topic, and that is my ideal movie situation for the month of October, meaning my must-watch list for Halloween, of course. Now, my number one, which I already did, is Death Becomes Her. This is with Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn. I made my friend Olivia watch this with me, and I don't know if she really appreciated or liked it that much, but it is the definition of camp. It is a must-watch movie, in my opinion, especially for this season. Just the humor and everything is everything I love. If you like... Mean Girls, Heathers, Scream Queens, and this is definitely the humor or kind of storyline that you will enjoy a thousand percent. If you have not watched it, pay for it, rent it, do whatever you need to to get it on. I think it's streaming on some platforms right now, but last year I had to rent it and pay for it, but you don't have to pay for it. The $3.99 rental is worth it, trust me. Now another one is Practical Magic. I watched this for the first time last year with my old roommate, Abigail. This is starring Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. They look so beautiful. They still look beautiful, but make a spell to make a perfect man. I don't want to give too much away, but that's also a must-watch in my list. Now, something that's kind of like random, not really random, I would say, is to watch Scooby-Doo, Which Witch is Witch, that has the Hex Girls in it. Growing up, I was obsessed with the Hex Girls. I would wear my mom's red metallic heels and perform, you know, their one minute and 45 second song clip. 
And now I have a shirt, and that was given to me by Taylor for my birthday one year, which I love. I wore it in Salem, and I got so many compliments. Additionally, they now sell Hex Girl stuff at Hot Topic, so keep your eye out for that. But my other Scooby-Doo movie that I would recommend watching is Scooby-Doo Zombie Island, where all the monsters are real. And if you haven't watched those, these are the cartoon movies, not the live-action movies, but they are just as good. And Zombie Island is scary, so definitely watch that one. (laughs) But, of course, a classic to watch are all the Halloween Town movies, including the one with Sarah Paxton. It's not her fault that she had to play Marnie in that one. She did what she had to do. If you want to be mad, be mad that Lucas Gabriel's in it, because I don't like him in anything. But... Yeah, if you don't know what Halloween Town is, I don't know what's wrong with you. You can stream them on Disney Plus, you can rent them. There is usually a combo DVD for $8 at Target that I personally have that has all of them on DVD. And they're a great, I think there's four of them. There's a great quadruple, quad, is that a quad? I think four is a quad. If not, I'm wrong. But yes, watch that too. Alright, now next on my list is the Clue movie. Yes, live action Clue, which has alternate endings. So you can have like the murder be different each time you watch it. I love, 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 love watching Clue every year. And somehow I forget who the main villain is. Because if you watch it without shuffling the ending, it's always the same person. But somehow I'm always shocked. <laughs> Alright, and then going down my list... Additionally, I recommend watching my favorite movie, which is the movie that got me into being able to watch scary movies, is Scream. It can be a little gruesome, but it's not like Saw by any means. I think this is the perfect level of suspense, and I love all the different Scream movies. There's a new one coming out soon. The commercial's supposed to come out in six days from when this podcast comes out. Today, I'm recording this on October 5th, and there was a tweet of seven blood drops which has us to believe that in seven days the commercial will come out, which means six days from when this podcast actually is airing. But Scream is a classic. I remember in school, even in elementary school, kids were wearing ghost face costumes in elementary school. Like It was crazy to think that kids were wearing murderer costumes. I mean, I have a whole thought process on that, seeing all these like TikToks of kids making, having, having Michael Myers come to the birthday party. Like, what the fuck is that? That's kind of scary, if you ask me, but... You know what? To reach their own and, you know, enjoy creating the future murderers of America. I don't know what else there is to say on that. All right. Now, one that might be problematic to some people that don't like this movie is The Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy. There's always rumors that they're recreating this. They're going to make it a scary version or it's going to be a real serious movie like Pirates of the Caribbean style. If they do that, that's great. If not, just a fun, cute movie to watch. You can definitely get this on Disney Plus and you can rent it for streaming. Additionally, this reminds me of the Tower of Terror movie, which I used to watch every Halloween. I don't really do it that much anymore, but might as well try it if you can, I guess. But if you cannot watch Tower of Terror, don't fret. Just watch the music video instead of Superstitions with Raven Simone in the Haunted Mansion DVD set. That itself is worth the view. How that comes on during the commercials, not the commercials, I mean like the credits at the end, but that's definitely a bop. I used to jam to that working at Magic Kingdom on Main Street doing photo pass shifts. 
All right, another one you can watch on Disney Plus. I guess I should keep doing those while I'm at it. Would be Twitches. This isn't a necessity. You don't have to. It's a T and Tamara from Sister Sister. I think it's good, but the older I get, every time I watch it now that I'm older, I'm like, uh. But I will say I love watching it now because the main character, one of the witch helpers, is starring in Schitt's Creek and also in Ginny and Georgia. So it's really weird when I watch it now because I picture her as her Schitt's Creek character. So keep your eye out for that queen. But moving on, Hocus Pocus obviously very generic to say but it is very true it is a staple i loved watching it while i was in salem because that's where they filmed the movie and watching it and then seeing where the scenes were filmed was super cool i want to take a train ride to salem during october just so i can you know see the leaves turn and be a little bit, bit more spooky when i go but also I want to go to Sleepy Hollow this month, so hopefully that can happen, as well as Fright Fest at Six Flags. Sleepy Hollow is about an hour away, and we're hoping that one day we can find a day where me, Jerry, Iz, and Ricky can all take a drive in Jerry's car to Sleepy Hollow. But moving on down that track of Disney Plus is Nightmare Before Christmas. A lot of people have opinions on this, not of whether it's a Christmas or a Halloween movie, but just that it's so jushy but i love it i remember that was like the first thing i had asked when my parents got divorced to keep was my dad's nightmare before christmas vhs tape as long as no as well i'm trying to think out loud as well i asked to keep the vhs tape of batman and robin which had poison ivy and mr freeze and batwoman in it so i got to keep those but I love Nightmare Before Christmas. I love making white pumpkins in a Jack's head each year for Halloween decorations. I have a Jack Skeleton Halloween costume this year. I was Sally last year. I have Disney bounded as Sally. So if you think it's jushy, the fans are weird, yes. But I do love a good watching of Nightmare Before Christmas. All right. Now, my last movie I have for recommendations. Well, now that I say that, I think of like two more. I would say any of the Chucky movies, they're camp. They're a good way to ease into scary stuff. I don't like scary things. I like haunted houses. I don't like gory movies and gross things like that. No, thank you. But my last... Oh, here's some honking featuring New York City background music. Would be... My last recommendation of a movie would be Beetlejuice. That also is camp. Like I said, just like campy Halloween movies. Because as I just said, I don't like to be scared. So anything with comedy that has, you know, fun costumes and you can make a fun Halloween costume out of that movie is one of my favorite things to do. So yeah, Beetlejuice is definitely on my list. Love the musical, saw that with my mom when it opened. Love Beetlejuice, love the haunted house at Halloween Horror Nights. It's actually one of the worst houses, but it's one of the most fun houses to look at just because it is camp. I keep saying it's camp, it's camp, it's camp, it's camp. It's camp. <laughs> and speaking of camp, for bonus points, you need to watch Screen Queens if you have not already. You can skip season two, I'll give you that. But season one is just chef's kiss. Gorgeous, stunning, never been done before, can't be done again. It is the best show of all time, but especially good to watch during the Halloween season. This show is definitely a good way to learn to watch gore because you get to watch it in a way of comedy 
this is like watching Mean Girls, but with murder. And that, you can't beat that. That's like, I just, I love it so much. There is a part called Chanel Oween. And if you don't want to watch the show, just go on YouTube, look up Chanel Oween, and just get to see, or you get to see a, just a glimpse of the humor that the show gets to offer. So definitely watch that for bonus points. That is my TV show recommendation. Also, the first two seasons of Scream on MTV, not the third season of Kiki Palmer, that season sucks, but the first two seasons of Scream on MTV are super, super good. Also, what am I thinking of? Watch Jennifer's Body. Oh my god, I keep thinking of all these things afterwards. Another movie that's camp. Ahead of its time. It's still building a cult following. Watch Jennifer's Body. It's fucking weird, but you'll love it if you like sexy women who kill boys. All right, and just like that, it is time to go into this week's pop culture recap. And that's a great way to say that. And just like that is coming out in December on HBO Max, and I cannot wait. I am going to lose my mind. And I'll lose my mind again that the wait week by week for a new episode. But I cannot wait for Sex in the City and Just Like That coming so soon. Before we know it, it's gonna be December. That's gonna be the Christmas gift that keeps on giving. Well, that kind of sounded weird. Anyway, <laughs> I want to talk about all the new things that are coming. We have announcement today, Easy On Me, the first single coming October 15th from Adele's new album, 30. So we have that to look forward to, new music, and I believe the album's gonna be coming out in November. Taylor Swift announced that she was releasing her album about a week or two weeks early, and it was all rumored from that speculation that she was doing that to move for Adele's release. And it turns out that was true. So we have the new Red album, or I should say Red Taylor's version coming out in November. And we have the whole new album for Adele, 30, coming out. So if you didn't see on Twitter or Instagram, there's been you know the number 30 popping up in different cities, which was rumored, you know, commercial or a promotion for this album being announced to be dropped or whatever you want to call it for Adele. But the rumors are true. There is a new Adele album coming soon. Additionally, there is going to be a new Selena Gomez song with Coldplay, which I'm very excited for. I love anytime she's featured on a song with Marshmallow or anyone like that. So they always end up being bopped. She always has number one hits, like hit after hit. Whatever you want to say about her, Selena Gomez definitely delivers new music all time that slaps. Additionally, a story I want to talk about is Selena Gomez dancing to Luann's Money Can't Buy You class, which I loved, and then so did Luann. And additionally, Luann saw that Taylor Swift is a fan of hers, so Luann did the Wildest Dreams TikTok challenge, which I also did, but Luann looked way better than me and did it for real. She did the thing where you just like sit and look you know, at the camera, cute and beautiful, whereas I did a little dance because I felt awkward just standing there. But yeah, check those out on TikTok, guys. <laughs> Promotion for me. Also in the music world, one of the best things has happened out there, and one of the worst. One of the best things that's happened is Britney Spears is free, everyone. Goodbye, Jamie Spears. Hello, many lawsuits that family to come down and I hope we get some great interviews. I really do hope we get that Oprah interview with Britney going over all what's real and what's not real. Now, the 
worst thing that could happen in the music industry that I talked about just a moment ago, or hinted at, was that there's going to be No Turn of the Lights Volume 3 this year. Kim Petras announced again that it is not ready. But her music video did just come out today for The Future Starts Now. Make sure you watch it. Help promote this bitch. She deserves everything. She deserves the world and to become the next big pop star sensation that she deserves to be. That's for sure. Now, before I go into my bravo, bravo, fucking bravo updates, I need to go over a couple of different things. I've been watching Dancing with the Stars this season. I want Cody Rigsby to win because obviously he's my favorite. I'm obsessed with him. But I will say, the season's been really good with Sporty Spice, Jojo Siwa. There's such incredible competition that I do not know who's going to win. Sadly, I don't think it's going to be Cody Rigsby. But there's a lot of great people out there this season. Last night, Christine Chu from Bling Empire got eliminated. I was sad. I felt it coming because she was in the bottom two last week. I just don't think she has enough of a fan base yet. I think if the show had more than one season, she would have been able to lo- like stay on longer because she's a great dancer. She didn't have bad scores or anything like that. So that made me sad. I was also said that Kenya Moore was in the bottom two. We need to step that up because Kenya Moore has honestly been killing it. Killing it. One thing I want to point out about my views on Dancing with the Stars is that I don't understand why Jojo Siwa was the first person to have a same-sex couple partner. What There's a gay person every season. They always have one gay person. Why have they not had a male couple dancer? Why just Jojo Siwa? Alright, off that soapbox. Last night was Britney night, and it was super, super fun to watch, and crazy enough... I watched the first moment of the show with Ricky, and they show footage of fans, you know, freaking out for Britney Spears, and I see, firstly, Leanne's face screaming at Planet Hollywood, and me on the side of her doing the same thing at the intro of the show, and I was shocked. Legit, like, shocked. I could not believe it, and normally I'm, like, texting between the dances, so I'm glad that Ricky came out to watch it with me. Or else I would never have seen it. And B saw it at the same time and we're like, oh my god. Oh, alright. I'm just gonna let that ambulance go by for a moment. Of course, now there's a helicopter. <laughs> anyway, moving right along, I'm going to go into. You know what? I could go into my thoughts and opinions on Dear Evan Hansen. I saw that this week. And that movie was fucking disgusting. I felt like a horrible human that knew a dirty secret and watched a horrible person be even more of a horrible person. And for someone who has a problem speaking out loud, he didn't know when to shut the fuck up when he needed to. So there's my overview on that. Make sure you guys see it. (laughs) Okay. Something I also wanted to mention was I watched White Lotus all this week. Um, I don't really know why. I mean, I was behind. I saw all the hype on this. I finished it, and I don't get what the hype was about. It was a show that I watched that had Jennifer Coolidge in it. That was nice. And then it ended. And I felt the same as I did when it started. 
So if there's something that I'm missing, please let me know because I don't get what the hype is about. So if you do, message me in the DMs. But until then, let's go into all things Bravo. So this week we know there is Winter House coming out with the cast of Summer House, Southern Charm, some other random Bravo shows, but we do know officially that Paige and Craig are together and it was announced officially and we saw that at Amanda and Kyle's wedding from Summer House. Congratulations to those two on their wedding. I still don't have any confirmation whether or not that was filmed for Bravo or not, but we know that the wedding did indeed happen, and it was outside and beautiful. <coughs> well, thank you. If you said bless you out loud, if you didn't, you're rude. Going on, <laughs> Vanderpump Rules is back with its lowest viewings ever, proving that without Saucy, there is no show. I mean, also, there's no Kristen, there's no Jax, and there's no Britney. But I really do think that the crowd was only pulled by Stassi Schroeder. I'm so excited to see what's to come this week because of Lala. If Lala was on the show, there would be no show at this point. Sorry to say, people are excited to see Charlie, the new waitress, you know, try to take Lala down. Don't think it's going to work out, but keep trying, babe. All right. In other news we have that there is a rumor and speculation going around that Real Housewives of Orlando has begun filming for a pilot. What the hell? Do I think this is going to be able to work? No. Mainly because not that Orlando, meaning Windermere, or Winter Garden, isn't a great place to film a show. It's more of what the hell are they going to do? What events, what social scene takes place in Orlando? Because I certainly never saw one. Not saying I'm part of the elite of Orlando, but I don't know what the elite of Orlando would do. You know what I mean? I just, I can't picture what they do, what they talk about, what their jobs would be. I just cannot picture it. But you know what? Who knows? Salt Lake City is something that people didn't think would be able to work, and it worked. Which also... Going to Salt Lake City, I cannot stand how Meredith's only storyline is taking up for her like 22-year-old son, Brooks. Get over it. You're more annoying than Jen Shaw is liking the tweets. Like, I love you, Meredith, but please move on. That cannot be your only storyline this season. Like, oh my god, even Mary has more of a storyline than you, and she lives in her closet. I just can't. I will say that Mary was serving, though, at this casino night, and the new friends we got introduced to, bringing that drama with Lisa Barlow, mm, chef's kiss, that was great. And the new housewife, I already forgot her name, she looks like Mother Gothel at the casino night in that outfit, with the hair and the red, that looked like a face character of Disney on Ice version of Mother Gothel. Anyways... Moving along, we have Portia and Cynthia announcing that they are leaving Real Housewives of Atlanta. It was definitely time for Cynthia to go. Portia's just leaving because she's a coward. She's a spinoff show coming out, you know, a book coming out, I'm sure, all kinds of boring shit. The reality is she stole someone's husband while they were filming the last season. And she doesn't want to deal with that on camera. And she wants to create her own narrative. She was so beyond boring. She was as interesting as her Halloween costume was at the Halloween party last year. 
And by that, I mean she was a fucking cat from Target buying a pair of ears and a clip-on tail when everyone else was like Medusa wearing all these outfits that are super extravagant. She brought nothing the whole season, just like she brought nothing to the Halloween party, and I'll die on that grave. And really sad news (laughs) on someone leaving is Coco. Ramona's dog, Coco, died after 17 years of a long, fun life. I have dreaded that day for so long. So losing a dog is horrible. My thoughts and all my energy is, you know, given over to Ramona and her family as they're going through that. And on a last side note, when it comes to Bravo, I just started watching Real Housewives of New Jersey. I started yesterday and I already finished the first season within 24 hours. So time to watch the reunion. I'll let you guys know what I think. But for now, that's it for this week's pop culture recap. And hope you guys have a great week. I'll see you next week. Stay guiltless.